New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Dr. Will Tuttle. He's the author of The World Peace Diet, Eating for Spiritual Health and Social Harmony, as well as Your Inner Islands, The Keys to Intuitive Living. He is also a pianist and has many music albums as well. Will, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Justine. It's great to be with you. You know, you've been a practicing vegan for many decades, and you have not only made that a choice because of health and even because it might save money, but it's my understanding that you've chosen the way you eat to enhance and support world peace. So can you please help us understand what that connection is? Thank you. Yes, that's a very good question because it's not obvious right off the bat why eating certain foods would help lead to world peace. But there's many ways that that's true. And briefly, the underlying idea is that animal agriculture is very wasteful of resources. It takes huge amounts of land and petroleum and water in order to grow all the grains and other foods that animals are eating and then we eat their flesh or we eat their secretions like dairy products and eggs. And so this wastefulness is causing enormous amounts of pollution, uh, which is uh, not only destroying uh, aquifers and, and uh, the ocean and water, cutting down rainforests, overfishing the oceans and so forth, but also causing food shortages. And it's well understood that food shortages are the primary cause of conflict in the world. The underlying injustice when people take so much of the land and water and petroleum to eat meat, dairy products, and eggs, while other people have their children going hungry and are driven from their land by large corporate agriculture, which is based on uh, animal agriculture and based on exporting uh, all over the world these, these products. So on the outer level, we can see that moving to a plant-based way of eating is the best thing we can do for the environment for climate destabilization, for water and soil and, and uh, air pollution and so forth, and also for our society because it reduces uh, the amount of hunger. And we can actually feed everyone on much less land than we're using now. So that's really good news that people don't realize that we're actually able to feed everyone on less land, less water, and less resources. And we can also reduce the amount of violence of, of workers because... There's whole armies of workers who have to stab and impregnate animals, and these workers have the highest rates of injury and suicide and drug addiction as well. So to help the outer world, uh, moving to a plant-based way of eating is a wonderful thing, and that does help create more peace because these webs of trauma that really animal agriculture cause uh, are underlying a lot of the problems that we're having. And uh, another aspect is our own physical health and psychological health, as well as our spiritual health, because the the, uh, underlying narrative of animal agriculture is that certain beings are commodities. So every time I'm eating animal foods, I'm eating this basic teaching that some beings 
are inherently superior, other beings are inherently inferior, and it's fine for the superior beings to dominate and exploit the inferior beings. And of course, social injustice is based on the same idea. And so when we're eating these foods over and over again, how can we ever create a society of justice when the basic ritual in our society is one of injustice that we're eating and teaching our children to also uh, nourish themselves on? So to understand that animal agriculture has been portrayed to us falsely as something necessary and something normal, uh, but actual uh, fact, it's causing enormous amount of violence to animals, to hungry people, to ecosystems, to our own systems and organs, and that it in many ways forces us to disconnect from our natural intelligence and empathy and to move in a way where we're harming other beings without really thinking about it. So the whole idea really in world peace is to become more conscious and become more aware, be more mindful of what we're doing and what the impact of that is, not only on ourselves, but on others. And food is probably the hardest place to do that because there's so much uh, emotional energy that has been invested in our food. I remember being in Switzerland and watching a mother duck with her ducklings, and I realized that what she was doing was she was teaching her little ducklings, eat this, don't eat that. And I realized that <clears throat> the primary teaching, not just in human, but in, uh, in world, but the whole, in all of nature, uh, from parents to their offspring, is what to eat. So if someone uh, comes along who's a vegan, like I am, you know, anyone who's not a vegan is going to be uh, threatened by that, because at a deep level, we feel, gosh, he's questioning my mother's food and my father's food. Uh, but the good news is that we are seeing that we can thrive on plant-based uh, ways of eating, that more and more people are doing. And I was just reading recently that uh, the number of people that are moving to a vegan way of eating or plant-based way of eating is accelerating very quickly, especially among young people. And it's very good news because we can feed everyone on much less land and water if we move in this direction and be healthier uh, and not cause the violence towards animals that is unnecessary. Madeline and I lived for 17 years in an RV traveling around North America and we got to see really the uh, dark side of animal agriculture, of monocultures, of massive fields of genetically engineered corn and soy and alfalfa. The runoff from that, it's causing huge dead zones in the ocean. The workers, we've been to slaughterhouses and factory farms and seen the, the, poor, the workers who are so in such a dismal situation. And we've seen you know, the, the spread of hospitals and the disease and so forth that comes from that. And we've also been very blessed to travel the world. I've spoken actually about this in over 50 countries, in Africa, Asia, Middle East, all over Europe and North and South America. And to see that there's a global awakening that's really happening about the importance of kindness for others, for not just human beings, but for all living beings, especially for wildlife, who's having their habitat destroyed by animal agriculture and by the fires and the de devastating impacts of climate uh, destabilization and also the destruction of oceans by overfishing. And so there's really this wonderful uh, pathway that is open to us as human beings right now and it leads to a door that's open and there's nothing stopping us from going down this pathway and through this door into a world of harmony and abundance the only thing holding us back really is fear. You know, we're afraid of being different than uh, what we were before eating different foods and so forth. 
And uh, the good news is I can say, even though I was eating animal-based foods my entire life, the only reason I could change was because of going to the farm in Tennessee, which was a big hippie commune back in 1975 where everyone ate a, a vegetarian, actually a vegan diet. And I realized that veganism is not veganism. Veganism is simply a practice of trying to minimize the amount of suffering and violence I'm causing in my life. It's a, a basic foundational spiritual practice that's been at the core of all the world religions. It's known in the East as ahimsa, which is non-harmfulness. And the key is that if we're doing the best we can to minimize the harm we cause others, it causes us to become more conscious and aware and to make an effort to have more harmony in our relationships, not just with those who might sue us or, or strike us back if we're not nice to them, but how do we treat those that are really vulnerable in our hands? And when we, we become mindful of this, we can really, I think, open to a whole higher level of inner peace because now our body is being fed uh, with foods that what we recommend actually are plant-based foods that are organic and as much as possible whole foods that are not uh, treated with pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides. I wanted to ask you about that because um, I can't remember the name of it when you talked about uh, genetically modified foods. Glyphosate. Glyphosate. And uh, we've done a previous interview all about that with Zen Honeycutt, who does Moms Across America. Right. If we are wanting to eat like vegan, we have to be very careful. Even if something's labeled vegan, it might not be that. Do do you have any comment on that? Yeah, that's a very good question. And that goes right along with what I was saying. I think the most important thing is to be conscious of our food. So we really emphasize the importance of plant-based and organic because glyphosate now has gotten to the point where it's sprayed on virtually everything, not only on GMO foods. The main GMO foods are corn, soy, alfalfa, and cotton, which are mainly fed to animals, actually. Uh, So if we're eating any animal foods, we're probably getting a lot of glyphosate, which is very harmful to our gut microbiome. Uh, and it's it, cancer-causing. It causes it's, cancer. Like, all sorts of right. things. Right, yeah. nervous system problems, but the gut microbiome is and really And with serious. kids, uh, it's like... ADHD? Uh, it, yeah, mm-hmm. it, you know, and, and they're hyper stuff, and right. then they get uh, fed... More, more drugs. R- Ritalin and other mm-hmm. things, and right. so it's... Yeah, no, it's very, very uh, dangerous. And so, right, so as a vegan, it's very important to... <laughs> to buy organically grown uh, produce and grains and things because, I mean, not just as a vegan, as anyone, it's very important because otherwise we're taking in glyphosate, which is extremely harmful, and many other herbicides and pesticides and chemical fertilizers. And also we recommend uh, as much as possible whole foods because processed foods very often have preservatives and other chemicals. There's over like 10,000 different chemicals that have been approved and, and so many of them are known to be toxic. And we're not protected by the government. We're only protected by new dimensions, you know, <laughs> which is bringing this information to people. It's, we really depend on the media. And uh, again, the media is very often not in our best interest because of the, the advertisers uh, make money on sick people. They don't make money. They haven't made any money on me. I mean, here I am. <laughs> I'm in my late 60s. I haven't been to a doctor in like 40, 50 years. So, you know, the thing to understand is we... we are all given this gift of a physical body that does not require any animals to suffer to get all the nutrients that we need to be healthy. It's just that we're born into a culture where from the time we're little infants, 
we're taught that we have to eat these foods. We're, you know, we're raised eating these rituals, these meals of meat, dairy products, and eggs. And so we, unfortunately, we just, we just refuse that gift. And when we do that, we not only cause enormous suffering to these animals, but it boomerangs. The ancient saying, whatever you sow, so shall you reap. What goes around comes around. So if we're sowing sexual abuse and, uh, and terror and fear and pain and despair and violence in billions of animals, how do we think that we're worthy of a world of peace and harmony and freedom for ourselves when we don't give that to others? That's the basic dilemma that we're in. And it's an unyielding dilemma. But the good news is that we are awakening out of this, that the animals that we hold in our hands, who are vulnerable in our hands, we can give them what they would like, which is freedom and the opportunity to live their lives. And when we do that, then we will be worthy of a world of peace and harmony for ourselves. And that world is coming, but we live in critical times. These are not just sort of academic issues. These are issues that every single one of us are profoundly affected by, and every single one of us directly contributes to. So we each are very empowered. And I would say anyone listening in the United States, especially, we notice as we travel the world, that the American culture is still the culture that everyone wants to copy. So as we move toward a plant-based way of eating, and it's happening very quickly here, um, that'll send us a message all over the world of peace and harmony. Even if our government is causing suffering, we can be a voice for peace and harmony through the way we're eating and the message we're giving to the rest of the world. I'm thinking kind of in conclusion here, the quote from Gandhi, when we think about, well, how can we participate in world peace? And Gandhi has said the most violent weapon on earth is the table fork. (laughs) So when we're thinking of holding our table fork, is it a tool for good and peace, or are we using it for violence? Exactly. And that's the beautiful thing. We, each one of us, every day, we make our choice, and we can not only make a choice for ourselves, we can think of others, and we can also share these ideas with other people in a loving and respectful way. And I think as we do that, we're creating a field of peace and healing in our world that is benefiting all of us and will be able to bring us through a doorway to peace and harmony for ourselves and for our future generations. Will, thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Mm. Cafe today. Thank you, Justine. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Dr. Will Tuttle is the author of The World Peace Diet, Eating for Spiritual Health and Social Harmony, and many other books, including Your Inner Islands, The Keys to Intuitive Living. And he's also a musician and has many albums. And he works with his artist's wife, Madeline Tuttle, who also contributes her artwork to his albums and his books and and participates in his presentations. So we just thank him for all his work. If you want to know more about it, you can go to his website, willtuttle.com. And he spells his last name T-U-T-T-L-E, willtuttle.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe. Please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org.
New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.